in these girl groups, they a lot they talk about what they're attracted to, and a lot of them are attracted to the forearm. And in all of my romance novels, they talk about the guy's forearm. I um, it usually means they masturbate a lot. <laughs> oh my god! It does. You are not. Have you seen my forearms? Welcome to my house. <laughs> this really is my house. Glittering gay. Coming your way. So thanks for tuning in today. You know what? I think this could be a fun episode. If, <laughs> <laughs> because we... Uh, what are we going to talk about? Our favorite techniques. <laughs> no. So Denver came in this morning and he was like, I came up with some topics for you guys. Okay. I don't know what they are, but I think we should just cold... Like, I wish I could draw one out of a hat and we just have to do it. But the next best thing is he's just going to read one out to us. And no matter what it is, we're going for it. Do we have an agreement? Are you seriously asking me to pinky promise? (laughs) You know what it's for? This is an inside joke right now. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, love you so much. (laughs) I love you too. Okay. Oh my gosh. So listen to this. Listen to this. So, um, I have been out with somebody who, I mean, you waste no time. (laughs) You were like, you were like, I, yesterday, I want to remind you, you were like, you're like, so I'm done with dating for a while. Since then, I've heard no less than I think six date stories. And I'm like, what's not dating to you? Like I have, those are in the past. Right. No, but they're in the past since the April breakup. <laughs> so, I mean, we, as a, a mere seven weeks have passed. <laughs> so anyway, so I went out with this guy and he does not say bad words. Oh. And on top of that, he absolutely does not. So does he tell you he doesn't say bad words? He does. He's like, he's like I don't swear. Correct. Oh, okay. I think it's kind of like a, a weird... He, do, he doesn't swear and he doesn't like to hear swear words. Well, I think it's fine for somebody not to do it, but then I think it's like a little pretentious for them to make sure that you've taken note that they haven't done it. Like, I would like you to know that I don't swear. I'm like, well, how about you just not swear and I'll figure it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Jesus. I think maybe he's seen some of my videos. Okay. So he should know that I swear. And he should want to be with somebody who's being their authentic selves. Yeah, of course. I hope. Okay, so this is episode we have no idea. This is episode number next. I'm a little itchy. Sorry. So I, and I know. Is it the acrylic? No, it's there. <laughs> there's this beautiful tag in this sweater. Gucci actually does have really beautiful tags I mean, on their it, clothes. there is a gorgeous tag in the sweater. So you know I'm not cutting the tag out, number mm-hmm. one. But do you know that people with very high intelligence are very sensitive to interior tags in their clothing? And so I think that that's the issue. Well, if you didn't just feed us a big pile of bullshit. <laughs> do you, did Google you, that did you right know? now. Did Denver, Denver was waiting for the moment that I wasn't looking so he could Google that shit. Did you know... That the brightest future celebrities are people who are currently 37 
and lost 200 pounds when they turned 31. I know it's a weird statistic. Do you but- know, do you know, it's interesting because last night we were talking about something and you and I had very different perspectives on um, uh, repeating trauma. Oh, yeah. And so, and and I can't remember if I told you this, but uh, my neighbor, who was in World War II, who dealt with soldiers that uh, suffered from PTSD, was the one who had told me that if you continue to relive and repeat, talk, tell the story, talk about the story out loud, that that is just like you replaying it in your head, continuing to cre- create the PTSD. And you were like, oh, but wait a minute, because what I've heard is... Yeah, and it's something that I practice, Yeah, is each time you say it out loud, you cut the power in half. Right. Um, I did think about that more as I went to bed, though. Really? Because I think maybe what I'm referring to is something that I feel shame around, right? Like so, like a, something that I did that I'm not proud of that I need to get out of my system. Ah. And so, so I talk about it. I relate to people. We share. And then, and then I feel less guilt and shame. I'm like, Oh God, I got that out there. Okay. Um, you know what? Like Where a, mine is like trauma. Yeah, I think I think that maybe that was the difference when you're talking about something that happened to you. Yeah, that was like really difficult for yeah, you. Very Whereas traumatic. I'm talking more about something that I did that I'm not proud of and that that I have shame around. Like the one that comes to mind for me is back in my crash diet days when I would like always go on like these crazy diets and tell the entire world that I was on a diet and then I'd fall off the diet and of course. I'm now smart enough to know that nobody cares about whatever diet I was on. But in my head, I'd be like, I can't, I can't tell, you know, I can't let anybody find out that this, I'm not doing this diet anymore. And you know what? I would like spiral over. Like, I don't want to eat. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to eat out. I don't want anybody to see me eating. And, um, and then I remember (laughs) I posted on like Instagram or something um, because I was like documenting whatever diet I was doing on Instagram. This is probably when I was like 30. And, um, and then I finally posted and I was like, well, I failed the diet. And, and so many people like reached out. They were like, oh, we all fall off. Don't worry about it. It's like not that big of a deal. And I instantly like the shame was gone. Right. Um, and of course there's like, <laughs> this is a funny twist from talking about buyer's agents, but This is actually something I thought about on the plane. I am somebody, and I had this conversation with my dad, um, and he was one of the first people I told about it. So I was like, do you ever have like really random memories from a lot of mine are from like my teenage years and my early 20s of like something I did that was really embarrassing to me or something that I just felt like really guilty about that when I'm in like a spiral, I'll just think about that moment, that like weird moment. And my dad was like, give me an example. And there is one (laughs) that's not that big of a deal, but I was like freshly out of the closet and I came out of the closet when I was like 14. And then, but I do know I was driving for this, 
but you know, there, there wasn't like a ton of openly gay people. So I think this was probably like my second or third date ever as a kid. And date with a guy, a date with a guy. And I took him to the movies and I had, uh, two really good friends of mine that were sisters and, um, and they were like two of like my closest friends. So I go to the movies with this guy, we see a movie and we're walking out and I see my two friends sitting on like a bench and they're like, Oh my God, Tyler. Hi. And they know I'm gay. And, but it's like I'm on my like first date with this person and one of my first dates ever in life. And, um, and we go over and, and I went and I introduced the first one. I was like, this is my friend, Jen. And then I looked at the other person, the sister, who at this point I've known for years and have hung out with a gazillion times and she's a very good friend and my brain won't tell me her name. <laughs> it just will not come to me. And I did this. Uh, so I was like, this is my friend, Jen. And then I just looked at the other one whose name is Kate, by the way. And I looked at Kate and didn't say anything. And then just like let the conversation continue. And finally, and it was like, you were so in your head about being seen with the date that you totally forgot Kate's name. Yes. Kate, who I know intimately, you know, it'd be <laughs> Glenda. It would be like if I forgot your name right now. And I mean, it, it, it Do you was know, like, I went out on a date and some guy introduced me as Gwendolyn. <laughs> yeah. I like mess like people. Uh, um, uh, I've like messed people's name up, or maybe like, he called me Greta. I think he actually <laughs> called me Greta. So I <laughs> we're sitting there, and then all of a sudden, like Kate interrupts, and she was like, "I guess I'll just introduce myself since Tyler doesn't introduce me. I'm Kate," and uh, and he said hi, and it was like this awkward thing, and he goes to the bathroom. And I didn't know what to say. So it's now it's just the three of us sitting there. And I went, I totally forgot your name. And it hurt her feelings. So I couldn't communicate what was going on that I was like, I'm just having like a total meltdown right now. I was like, and I forgot. And she was like, you forgot my, like, we're like, and like, she starts crying. And so we just leave and, and never address that elephant again. So then here I am, 38 years old. It's been 22 years. Do you know that sometimes I will still think about the time that I forgot Kate's name at the, at the fucking movie theater because I'm like, God, I'm such a piece of shit, <laughs> you know? And, and anyway, and so then I shared that with my dad and my dad was like, oh, I've got a good one. <laughs> and so maybe it's genetic. And he tells me this story about how uh, when he was in like elementary or middle school, he had a crush on a girl and, um, uh, and he did, they were in like a school play or something. And, um, and he went over to her and he was like trying to impress her and he said something and he like reached his hand out to like shake her hand and she just looked at it and walked away. <laughs> and he was like, I think about that all the time. <laughs> okay. Hmm, interesting. Do you not have one of these? I call. I have like a lot of core shame memories that like if I just like pull them out. So many. Glenda is the textbook definition of a gifted adult. Thank you. This is what blows my mind is you think that I pull this shit out of my ass. It, it, I honestly, I do not. You know what now I think? I think you read it and I think you were all of a sudden like, 
Oh, that is sensitive. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, wait a second. I, I read somewhere that highly gifted adults are sensitive to their... T- t- wait, what is this? Oh, my God, it's a tag. <laughs> like- I, actually, actually, my mother had to cut the tags out of all of my clothes. Hmm. Because I was so sensitive. I thought you were about to say because I was so smart. <laughs> no, I was so, I was so sensitive, and I w- and I'm so sensitive to fabric, like the texture of the fabric. I'm very sensitive, and I never ever realized it. And the way that I know that is because my stepson Nicholas was a complete and total maniac with the tags. If there was a tag. He was he was so uncomfortable, it made him absolutely crazy. And I could relate to him in this tag situation. And so I did a little bit more research and that and when Nikki was struggling with these tags, and he would just say, Happy bug, it hurts. So he struggled with the tags, he struggled with the seams on his socks. I mean it was crazy. And he is one of the most intelligent people that I know. You've met Nikki, haven't you? No. No. Are you sure? Certain. Oh my gosh, he is. I think. S- I think Lucas is your only. Sp- no, and then um, uh, Brooke. Oh yeah, Brooke. Brooke. Yeah. I met Brooke on the street, not knowing she was yours, though. Yes. Yes. She was. Okay. Sorry. She was one of the first people that like recognized you. Recognized me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm famous." And then whenever you sent that to me, there was part of me that was like, "Oh, that's sweet," but also like, she didn't. Okay. <laughs> like, she only knows me through Glenda, my real famous friend. Ah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Nobody knew who you were then. I would like, oh, to, rem- okay. I would like to remind you that this was 2019. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, the land before Glenda. <laughs> um, oh, you keep telling yourself that. I um, really thought that you were going to be able to relate to this. You don't have like any core shame memories, like anything that is like small potatoes in the grand scheme of life. But for some reason, every now and then just sneak into your subconscious and haunt you. No, not, I mean, not anything that like, so I don't like, like you think, no, you think I'm, I'm bullshitting you. I like, I just don't relive trauma in my head. I just don't like, and I, and I think that you missed it. Uh, Denver and I were talking and uh, like I had this period of life that I am like so ashamed of that was so devastating to me and to be honest with you I don't really even remember much about it I just Mm. I, I and I and I honestly think and I was talking to somebody about this the other night I think that my mind protects me because if it is traumatic to me, I just block it out of my, like, I just block it out of my memory. I have one, one, like, that period of my adult life was probably the most difficult. And they asked me, what was the most traumatic period of your life? And it was when I was bullied from seventh grade to 12th grade by this one person. Well, I mean, it was a group of boys, but this leader of the, of the group was really bad. And, uh, 
I, 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 I've never disclosed to anybody how bad, uh, how bad it truly was and what was the one thing that was reoccurring that he continued to say to me. I don't even, like, I haven't said that word since I was in high school. I don't even know that I said it when I was in high school because it was so traumatic to me. Have you ever worked with, like, a therapist? I have. Mm -hmm. Was it successful? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just started working with a therapist. Yeah. Um, I just, I just, I know, but I honestly believe, like, I, I was telling somebody the other day, I think, like, there, I remember every single thing about a house, but I don't, like, they're just, I mean, I just, there are things that, I mean, especially about the period of time with Victoria as an adult, when I went through my divorce with Victor, I got involved with somebody and Victor got involved with somebody. And, um, I just literally have blocked that entire, like five years Interesting. of my life. I guess it wasn't even five years. God, it felt it. Do you know when I was in the midst of that, I guess it was, God, I swear to God, it feels like it was five years and it was, it wasn't, it was, uh, I guess it was, two two and a half years it was two and a, it was two and a half years and I swear to God I it feels like it was it lasted forever mm-hmm. it felt like it was never going to end I there was like as you're saying I was like oh I wish I had that tool in my toolbox where I could just block something out and then on the flip side as I was like you know I've I can't I carry everything and there's like some things, you know, cause I have like really bad imposter syndrome. Like anytime I move to the next thing, I literally oscillate between I'm going to take over the world and Oh, everything. I'm going to lose everything. You know, it's like, it's one of the two for me. And, and I've learned how to use that to my advantage. And I think it's like one of the things that allows me to remain humble as things get big for me is like, I always remember where I came from and like how hard it was and like the things that I've, and when I'm like not feeling awesome, like whenever I'm like down in the trenches, I'm like, you've been through harder stuff than this. And you're like a survivor and you, you know, you overcome it and like everything turns out fine. It's not easy, but it always works out and you're stronger on the other side. And so I guess I'm like grateful that I have like all of those memories to carry with me to remind myself that like, oh, I can do hard things like this is this is actually not even going to be in the top 10 of the shit I've had to get through in my life. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think if I lived through if I I mean, I I mean, obviously, I'll never, ever forget being bullied like that for all those years. Because think about it, it went from seventh grade to 12th grade, five years. So I'll never, ever get past that. Um, the pain and, and how that shaped me as a person. And then on top of that, you know, the two and a half years that I lived through with the devil, with the devil and his sidekick. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one was worse, but I just, every time I think about it, I just, I'm, I, I honestly, I honestly, I've, I've blocked it to such a degree 
that sometimes I don't even think it was that it really happened. Well, you know what feels like it doesn't happen? Right when I get through something hard, it's uh, like, so like when, like when me and Stamatis broke up, I was really sad. I was really sad for like a couple of days. And then I had like lingering sadness for like a week. And then after I kind of like processed it and realized that I was like, okay, I was like, it was what it was. It was fun. It was a great relationship. And then I moved on. It was temporarily hard for me to remember the relationship. I was like, what? I was like, what did we do? That was good. Like what? And, and same way, like when, when I was talking about my recovery from this, I'm still very much in recovery. I'm in physical therapy and I almost can't remember what it was like to be in a double cast and like hobbling around, even though like that was my daily life for the last three months up until a couple weeks ago. And now I'm like, what was that like again? I'm like, I can't even remember. And I remember my friend Helena, when she saw that I got injured, she was telling me about her bring it on injury that I was telling you guys about. And she was like, you know, she's like, I remember just feeling like everything had ended. And she was like, and then all of a sudden I was walking around and dancing again. And she's like, and I can't remember the injury. Yeah. I think it's just your mind really just protecting you mm-hmm. because, and, and maybe that's why some people are struggle so much because they, their mind replays it over and over again. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a, it's time for pineapples. Okay. You have an attitude. <laughs> what we gonna do? Subscribe, share, rate, and review. Like, share, rate, rate, subscribe, subscribe, review. review. In whatever order you like, apparently. (laughs)